Hello and welcome to episode 174 of Navigating the Modern World. I'm Kimberly Johnson. I am the host of this podcast. And if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here. And if this is a return, thank you also. It has been a minute since I have made a podcast. I feel like I'm coming up for air. Um, Just been very, very busy and doing really cool things. I ran a half marathon in Spain, and then I ran a full marathon here in Arkansas. And then I've just been working a ton. And yeah, just, you know, living, I guess. Um, But inside of living and being busy, there is something that is sometimes sacrificed. And I'm making this podcast because I want to talk about this thing that has been sacrificed that I allowed myself to really kind of pause today and not do much. And that it was like reintroduced into my mindfulness, my awareness, by me just slowing down and not just filling all of my time. So sometimes when I think we're busy, 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 and we don't take enough time to not do much or just be at home or being slower, I think we can often lose our intensity of mindfulness. So it can be hard, harder or more hard to be present in the moment or be mindful about everything that you're doing. I, I feel like a really good analogy is like you can fall asleep. And I feel like I have fallen asleep a little bit and it's really kind of cool to follow like fall asleep because there's always this moment when you reawaken and you have that moment of, Oh, I'm awake again. Okay. Um, whatever awake means <laughs> I'm aware again, maybe aware is, um, a better word, but with the analogy awake, like literal sleeping to being wakeful and in that moment of realizing that you are aware again, you know, those moments of like the light switch is off, turning on the light switch are the moments when we can learn the most, I don't know, just about what had us fall asleep, what keeps us asleep and how to slowly nudge ourselves to wakefulness through our actions and through moment to moment choices. And so today I, you know, I've been home and I haven't really done much. I went to the gym. That's all I did. And I've just been kind of like moseying around and there's this really beautiful quote that I can't quite remember who I heard the quote from, but the quote is, Boredom breeds creativity. So boredom 
breeds creativity. And because my life has been so busy, being at home, like having not much to do, feels a little daunting. And I was actually in a therapy session the other day and I went kind of blank. I was like, I don't know, I feel kind of blank. And the therapist was like, okay, well, is it really blank? And I was like, uh, it seems blank. He's like, well, why don't, why don't you investigate it? So I was like investigating the blank, the what I like at first labeled blank. And when I sat with it, it was actually a lot of sadness. That was kind of showing up as blankness that I could just like really easily pass over because it's just blank and fill the blankness, fill the time, fill the space, fill the mind. And instead, when I chose to like be with the blankness, because that's what was there in the present moment, something else then revealed itself. And that's kind of what occurred today. It's like, I know deep in my bones and in my soul that I need days like this, that I don't go into town or I'm not just running around or I'm not just working. And so this morning I found myself working. So I actually like turned off my phone, which felt really good and turned on some music and just started trying to do some of the things that I know I really love to do, but that I don't make time for. And there's like this sense of like, almost like antsiness and boredom. And right there, when I found myself, I actually was like Googling if certain places are open, like maybe I'll run some errands. And right there, I was like, hey, hey, hey come back. Like noticing I'm wanting to fill my time, noticing I'm wanting to keep myself busy and just like bringing myself back. And inside of that, I entered this kind of state of like agitation and boredom. And when I let myself be in that and actually move all the way through it to see what's on the other side, there is just so much goodness there. There's so much goodness there. So in that moment, I, so I kind of like had this whole process that I kind of was like slightly aware I was going through, but not, I wasn't as intentional about it. I was just like, no, you're going to stay home. Like, you know, just feeling antsy and then kind of like asking myself, what do I really want to do? And I kind of like closed my eyes and sat with myself. And inside of that, I ended up just doing it a tarot reading, which I don't do much anymore. Um, not really for any reason, just like one, I have like sometimes found myself not feeling like I know what I get out of it, but also when I'm busy, it's just like the last thing that pops into my head. It's actually like when I usually have days off, I kind of want to just like numb out because I'm not training, running 20 miles, or I'm not, you know, working and having all of my brain space taken up. So it just feels really nice to kind of shut down, honestly, which is like the, the asleepness, right? The being asleep. Anyway, so I did this tarot reading. I pulled this tarot, you know, deck out and I shuffled it and did all the things and I pulled it up and I started reading through it. And then this quote, like, just like felt like it like knocked me over and it really knocked me over because I've just been thinking so much about life and what's the point and what am I doing here and um, what is the day, like what day to day do I value? How do I want to spend my time? You know, all of the normal questions of being a human being in this crazy freaking world. 
But this quote was in the tarot reading, and it just, like I said, it kind of hit me really hard. So the quote is, the self is required to balance the self. The self is required to balance the self. Again, the self is required to balance the self. So I've been working with my therapist about my parents and just wanting really, so when I decided to move back to Arkansas, a huge part of it was to be like closer to my family. And it's really interesting because I moved here and I don't feel like far from my parents, you know, and I'm not talking like distance. I'm just talking like connection wise. I don't feel like super disconnected from them or anything like that, but the connection still just doesn't feel like where I want it to be. Right. So in Buddhism, that's the like the desiring, maybe the greed of wanting something to be different than it is. The aversion. I think it's probably greed and aversion. The wanting is like the greed, like wanting more and more and more. And then the aversion is like me not accepting the thing that is in front of me. And inside of talking you know, to my therapist about my parents and like really hoping and wishing for this relationship and trying to investigate what's in the way of that. We've kind of discovered that one of the things that's in the way of it is I really want my parents to like acknowledge all of the things that like has happened and all of the things that like, I don't know, just almost like also I want them to like tell me thank you for being persistent and trying to like better the relationship. Like, I just feel like I want stuff from them, right? So more greed, more aversion, not wanting them to be how they are. So it's just like, you know, it's just, it's infused everywhere. But, um, but really like trying to figure out just like, what is it? Like, what do I want from them? And, and how can I do that thing for myself and stop expecting it from them. Because, you know, it's not actually my parents' responsibility to balance me. It's my responsibility to balance me. The self is required to balance the self. The self is required to balance the self. And I noticed, I started thinking about this and just like noticing how much I want from other people. I want this person to be different. I want them to do this. I want this person to be different. I want them to be this. I wish this situation was different. I wish this person would apologize for this. I wish this would be different. You know, it's just like, it's just like, uh, it's everywhere. And one, it's kind of beautiful because it's human, right? I'm beginning to just see the human nature in it, to see how... I don't know how we want people to be different and how I think we want them to be more like us so that we're comfortable so that we feel less pain and we feel more pleasure. I think when we're in a common, you know, space or somebody is like us, we often feel pleasure, we don't feel pain, but when people are different than us, then we are forced to look at different perspectives. We're forced to be with different belief systems. We're forced, 
we're forced into somewhat of discomfort or pain. And that, I think the pain can be like a capital P pain, or it can be a small P pain. Like, it can be like, you know, oh, that person says something and hurt my feelings, like something maybe small to something big of like, I'm losing my family because they have different beliefs than me. You know, I think the, I think the pain spectrum is definitely a spectrum, but pain is pain is pain and suffering is suffering is suffering. And I think that we all want somebody else to do the thing that's going to take away our suffering. Like we all want to be the damsel in in distress that's rescued, right? We all want it to be someone else. We all want it to be something of this world. We want it to be a man or a woman. We want it to be, you know, and when I say man or woman, it's not necessarily talking about their sexuality, but the relationship part. Um, We want it to be somebody else. We want it to be the career. We want it to be money. We want it to be, we want something in the external world. We want it to be the drugs, the alcohol, you know, it's like we want something in the external world to save us to balance us, to make everything okay. And when I think of balance, I think of just contentment. Um, I think of, you know, I don't, I think of just like this baseline peacefulness, contentment, and balance. And it's an interesting, you know, thing to begin to think about. This is my responsibility and my responsibility only And what is it going to take for me to get into a place where moment by moment I can balance my own experience? I can balance my own emotion. I can balance my own body. And really taking responsibility and ownership over what is ours to do here. Like what if it is our only job to balance ourselves from moment to moment. And I think in order to balance ourselves moment to moment, the thing that has to be there is awareness and wisdom. Because if we have awareness of something, but we don't have the wisdom to know what to do, then the awareness can get lost kind of the same it's like if we have all this wisdom but we don't have the awareness then we won't catch the moments so it's like these two things have to be together the mindfulness the awareness and the and the wisdom to know how to act to know how to respond and to know how to react and respond in ways that creates less suffering for us not more suffering for us and you know the thing that when I begin to think about this is just like I was, you know, feeling asleep in my life and how I feel like I had this moment of like, aha, like reawakening from my slumber. The thing that feels the most true is that the only thing to do is to practice. And then when you fall asleep, because you're going to is that you just, you know, you begin to, you just, you will wake up again, because you will. And then when you wake up, it's like, okay, how can I more diligently practice so that hopefully next time when I fall asleep again, that I'll have the tools and I can have the awareness and the mindfulness to really know when I'm about to fall asleep, like to begin to watch the patterning of like, ooh, ooh, I'm slipping into sleep, I'm slipping into sleep, 
right? And then it's like, and then it's like black. You're like really asleep and you have no idea you're asleep. But there are these moments right before we fall asleep and there are these moments right after we wake up that are super vital into what woke me up, you know, question mark, into like what put me to sleep, question mark, into beginning to like know these things and then practice the things that really just practice the awareness of those things and then, you know, be practicing the habits or the lifestyle things or the mind, you know, the mind practices, whatever it is, practicing the way of living in the world that might keep you awake a little bit longer. And I think something that's coming up for me right now as I'm like talking is like learning how to be awake in a way that is sustainable energy wise. So, you know, sometimes I think like if you're on a long meditation retreat, you can like, there can be a lot of effort, a lot, a lot, a lot of effort. And so much effort almost that you're like overdoing it and you exhaust yourself. So it's like even the effort needs to be balanced. Every, every aspect needs to find the middle way, needs to find the balance. And so even effort, it's like learning how to stay awake and aware in a way that doesn't use too much energy so that you can continue to be awake and you don't get tired and want to go back to sleep. Because that really is like one of my challenges in this life is that I go really hard. And there always comes a moment when you go really hard when you're like, oh my goodness, I just can't anymore. And then you allow yourself to go to sleep because you think you earned it. Because you're so tired from working so much or, you know, thinking that you need to like achieve this, achieve that, achieve this, achieve that. And, you know, I've really been thinking about that a lot. And another thing that has helped me, surprisingly, um, is that I stopped drinking coffee. So, and I just did that like a week ago. And it's interesting because like I didn't realize how just coffee itself just amps you up. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but I've drank coffee for so long that I I wasn't as aware of how much it was just like amping me up or giving me this like kind of like go, 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 go energy. I kind of just like began to associate that energy with myself like this is who I am. And then I stopped drinking coffee and I was kind of like, actually, I was kind of knocked on my butt. I don't know if anybody has ever stopped drinking caffeine and then had like extreme low back or leg pain. But I experienced some really extreme low back and leg pain whenever I started giving, whenever I gave up caffeine. Because because <laughs> because of who I am, I didn't just like wean myself. I just like cold turkey was like, I'm done. Um, and the first like three or four days was really rough. Um, anyway, but it's like when I began to get slower, like once the pain kind of went away and I was able to kind of like, you know, notice myself, like the caffeine was really kind of feeding this, keep my mind going, 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 going. And then like, I would kind of crash, be tired and now, so I'm a weekend to no coffee. And honestly, my mind is definitely not going as quick. And sometimes I worry about that and think like, oh, do I sound dumb? <laughs> you know, because like, it'll take me a second to formulate a thought. It'll take me a second to like, bring all the dots together. 
But I do think actually that my mind is less clouded. So even though it's slower, it's a little bit less clouded where I can see things a little bit more clearly. And that feels pretty good. And I've been like listening to my Buddhist tapes. I listen to Buddhist tapes at night when I'm alone because it's like a really nice way to go to sleep. But it's also just like I can get kind of into it. And so last night I was like listening to um, my book and I fell asleep. So this morning when I went to the gym, I started listening. I, I rewinded it and I started listening um, in the beginning, in the beginning parts. And it just kept talking about practice, 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 practice. And I really have been realizing more and more that just practice and then, you know, you're going to fall asleep. So then once you wake up, you recommit. Then you practice, 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 practice. Then you're going to fall asleep. And then you'll wake up and hopefully a little bit quicker this time. And then you practice, 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 practice. And then maybe you might begin to notice you're falling asleep and then you keep practicing so you don't fall asleep. And then maybe you'll fall asleep again. And then you'll, you know, awaken and then you'll notice and then you'll practice, 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 right? Like it's just this like practice, recommit, practice, things get hard, you fall off, recommit, practice, you fall asleep, you don't do anything right for a while, you you recommit, right? And I... (laughs) I kind of love it because it's kind of hilarious. I feel like everyone makes this life out to be this super complicated. And it is. It is super complicated. I do not understand it. Don't even, don't even, I, I was not trying to say I understand it. Um, but it just seems like life is like, it feels really complicated. You know, it's like, we all want to achieve big things. And we're all going to strive for all this stuff and we're going to, you know, do, 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 do. And then, you know, then we're going to get cancer and die, (laughs) which is dark, but it's true. Um, Maybe not cancer, but, and it's like, okay, why does it, when you're in it, feel so mundane and kind of so boring and so like laborious? But then when you like are watching other people's lives, their lives look magical and like, and like they're, they're not experiencing the same practice, recommit, practice, recommit, practice, recommit, practice, recommit, you know, fall asleep, wake up, recommit, fall, fall asleep, wake up, recommit. And they are. But it's like when we look at them, we're like, oh my God, you make it look so easy. That's what you're supposed to be doing. I got to switch up my life and do that. You know, it's like, it's just this crazy experience of actually living a life and then like thinking about life or watching a life. They are so drastically different. And sometimes, don't get me wrong, in the mundane practice, recommit, practice, recommit, there are lots of moments of insight and beauty and connection. And, you know, there's so many really beautiful things too in that process. It's not just all mundane and laborious. It is also really beautiful and rewarding and all of the things. And I was kind of, one thing that I thought was kind of missing between the practice and the recommitting was the learning to be kind to ourselves. When we do fall asleep and we re, 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 we re-wake up, And I think that we sometimes feel regretful, like, oh, man, so much wasted time. Because like whatever I was doing when I was asleep, you know, I was wasting so much time on this or I was, you know, spending my nights binge eating or what, you know, whatever it might be. That's not what I do. (laughs) Oh, geez. 
Um, but the, the one thing that I felt like was missing is the compassion part. And there's something really beautiful about, you know, practice, recommit, practice, recommit, practice, recommit. But then when you add be kind, recommit, practice, be kind. So if it was, if I was doing the sleep one, it'd be like, you know, being awake, you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're nice to yourself. You recommit to the practice. You practice, practice, practice. And then eventually you're going to fall asleep again. And maybe there is a, maybe there is enlightenment where you don't ever fall asleep, but I'm not there and I am not really expecting that in this life, but I do feel like it's worth moving towards because when I'm really present, like really, really present, I'm in the moment, I'm noticing my breath, I'm with the person I'm with. I'm in the place I'm at. I'm listening, experiencing, tasting, feeling, whatever is the thing that I'm here to taste, feel, see, hear. It's kind of miraculous. To really taste food is kind of miraculous. To really be with your friend or with your boyfriend or with your family or with your colleague. Like really be with them. Be present with them. Listen to them. See them. Is miraculous. To really be outside. To look at the flowers. The little ones. Oh my gosh, they're so perfect. Have you ever stared into the grass? It is wild. There are so many beautiful things just in grass. Like little flowers, little intricate leaves, root systems, bugs, animals, spiders. Like it's just so cool down there. It's like a whole thing, whole world. But when you're actually where you are, miraculous experiences occur. But that's the practice of waking up is that's the practice is like, waking up to the miracle of being able to actually be alive in this moment. I think life becomes laborious when you're falling asleep. When you notice that life is feeling hard, you're falling asleep. There's something right there, you're falling asleep. When life is feeling hard, you're falling asleep. And I don't know what that looks like for you. But I know, I'm beginning to know more and more of what it looks like for me. And it's like, I'm in my head, I'm complaining a lot, I'm feeling frustrated, I'm, you know, not taking enough rest time, I'm not taking good care of myself, I'm rushing around. You know, I can begin to see the patterning of it. I'm not meditating. I'm not making it to yoga. I can begin to see the pattern. I can begin to see the pattern. And then noticing the pattern of what begins to wake you up. And for me, it's like getting still. Getting still enough that I get agitated and I move through the agitation and then something 
like I said, miraculous happens, when I'm actually aware with what's here, when I'm aware of the agitation, when I'm aware of the desire to numb myself, when I'm aware of the desire to distract, and I'm with it, sit with it, sit with it, sit with it, bloop, there's something right there. Right there. And for me today, it was the self is required to balance the self. It is our job to do this work. And, you know, something that I love about this life is that this work looks different for everybody. Some people are surfers and they find it in the ocean. Some people are hardcore bikers and they find it on a bike. Some people are, you know, I don't know, kind of very, very academic and book smart and they find it in school. And some people find it in Christianity and some people find it in Buddhism and some people find it in nature and some people find it in their living room. Some people find it looking into their children's eyes. It doesn't matter how you find it. It doesn't matter how you find it. The self is required to balance the self. And every time you balance the self, you will reawaken. You're in the middle path. You're aware. You're not overworking, you know, over-efforting. You're both present with yourself and others. The balance. The self is required to balance the self. And the process is through falling asleep and reawakening, falling asleep and reawakening, falling asleep and reawakening, and trying to just be aware of that process and being really, really kind to yourself as you do it. So if you notice yourself asleep right now, that's okay. Like I always say when I teach meditation, no problem. No problem. There's no problem. What, how'd you fall asleep? And if you're listening to this reawakening, amazing. Me too, right here with you. What's having you reawaken? And don't think it's me. It's not me. It's you. The self is required to balance the self. You chose to turn this podcast on. That was your choice. The self is required to balance the self. And we're all in it together. That's kind of the beautiful part. My awakeness is your awakeness. Okay, well, thank you for being here. If anything resonated from this podcast, please feel free to rate and review it on iTunes. Please share it with your friends. It is always such an honor to be with you. Until next time.